Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie, each week I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective podcast. Um, Ina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Kel Dwight. Tune in. We all around Memphis, Tennessee right here. We in the mix as well with DJ B.A., a.k.a. No Genre, a.k.a. Brandon Adams. And we on Verbally Effective Podcast with Miss Ina Esco. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, the double E. Let me give you guys my cash app tag real quick because, you know, this is an independent operation. And I would appreciate you guys if you would love to support the entire, um, you know, campaign I got going on with Verbally Effective. We are promoting the movers, the shakers, the creatives, politicians, entertainers of the city of Memphis. They're either from Memphis or have ties to Memphis. That's right. So that cash tag is hashtag E-N-A-E-S-C-O, Ina Esco. But we're going to get started today. You know what? The person I have today is family. When I say family, I'm talking about I probably spent the majority of a good four years of my life with this young man in college. He is now the CEO of Connected and Respected Clothing Line. I'm talking about Damien Henry, a.k.a. Spook. What's up, Spook? (laughs) What's happening? How you doing? I'm chilling. I haven't seen you in so long, Spook. How long has it been? What, just about 15, 16 years? Yes! And you time. look the same. You're looking good, Spoo. <laughs> I see you still got your grill, grill, dub, baby. Don't play. And you are originally from where? Let the audience know. New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. Okay, <laughs> so tell me about growing up in New Orleans. Before I met you, Spook, who were you? The same Spook, you know. The <laughs> same Spook. Running through the city. Yeah, New Orleans is a great place to live, man. You got so much culture. Yeah. You know, it's big, big on culture. Big yes. on uh, food season. Ooh. Yeah, we don't play games with season. No, and crawfish <laughs> season just ended. I hate it. Did you make some crawfish? Nah, I don't be making crawfish. Crawfish cool, but you know what I'm saying? We more like the the regular stuff, regular cooking, you know, but got to be seasoned, right? Some etouffee. Red beans. Yes. Red beans and rice. You got to have beans. it. You know, chicken, of course. You know, your chicken got to be right. Right. Crawfish, you know, we got to get up in there. Daiquiris. Oh, That's yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> I know you know how to make a fire daiquiri, though. Oh, yeah, it's on beans. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. Okay, so tell me about your family dynamic, Spook. Is it just you, or do you have some siblings? Tell me about growing up. I got more brothers. More brothers. Um, my mama just passed in 2017. I'm sorry. About four years. Yeah, I grew up 
you know, in a stable household. Mm-hmm. Well, mother and father, I just chose to do some things I did. Yeah. And I grew up in a stable where you, my, my mother was a hard worker, worked two or three jobs, and my father, he was a stand-up worker. Yeah. They believed in that work in the nine to five, and but they come, you know, that's history. Mm-hmm. So they wasn't up on entrepreneur and nothing like that. You work, you know, take care of your family. That's it. Yeah, it was it was like go get a nine to five. That's what they preach to the kids. Go get a nine to five. Nothing right. else. Right. Right. Nothing so, else. You work for what you want. Right. So growing up, is that where your mind was? Just seeing your mom and dad do that at that point. Or you at wanted one, more? At one point, I just was I just was saying to myself, now nah, I want more than this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, and nothing wrong with, you know, working a traditional nine-to-five. You know, nothing wrong with it. If mm-hmm. that's what you choose to do and take care of your family, mm-hmm. I just wanted something out of that. Yeah. You know, being that, uh, like this world, I've been studying the generation well, you know, you know, bring yep. that into the family. Exactly. Now, okay, tell me about, you know, Spook going to school. What were you, you know, really interested in? What classes did you like? Was it all about the girls, or you know, did you get into a little trouble? Were you a a, a straight A student? Tell me about that spook. I was like B C's, and as far as the girls, that just came with everything. I just always into something, always into trouble. Okay, <laughs> always into trouble. Yeah, always into it. Did you play any sports? Yeah, basketball. I picked up basketball like around the eighth grade, eighth ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked up picked that up and got. Five scholarships to five different colleges. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. and that led me to meeting you. But prior to you coming to Lemoyne, you had like a challenging journey with this basketball <sighs> in college, right? Tell Man, me about that. Well, I went to the first school. I graduated 96 out of uh, Averson High School. Okay. It's in the New Orleans East area. You got, uh, well, not to switch topics, a lot of people came out of there. Lil Wayne. Okay. Uh, Jacoby Jones, who got a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Ike Taylor got two Super Bowl. All of them from the same high school. But they was younger than me. My first year of school was in 96, was in uh, Robertson, Illinois, Lincoln Trail. And okay. I got kicked out there due to my attitude. Your attitude? Yeah. You had a little funky attitude, Spook? All out of any time. Baby, <laughs> look, all I knew is when you got a Lamar, wasn't nobody fooling with you. Like, they is not going to mess with Spook. Okay, so that was the first school. The first school. What happened next? I went to uh, McCook, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska. How was that? It was a real, real eye-opener. You know, mm-hmm. the only people that was African-American was on the basketball team. Everybody in that time was, you know. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> it was real crazy. I got kicked out of there. Child, <laughs> for your attitude. The wrong person said something to you. Going in, yeah. Okay. That so- left there, I w- Came home to New Orleans and went to uh, Delgado Community College. Okay, I heard of so, Delgado. So I was getting my grades together so I could try the basketball thing again. And that led to a year sitting out, shot me to California. Okay. I did straight there, you know what I'm saying? But by the time, the name of the school was Antelope Valley Community College. By the time I uh, got my grades to match my my basketball, was already taking care of itself. Okay. So by the time I tried to get my grades to match that, it some of my courses wouldn't transfer by me going right. to in schools. So then they sent me to Hawaii. Hawaii? You was yeah. in Hawaii too? I was there for like <laughs> probably two days. Two days? <laughs> but what happened in Hawaii for two days? Well, I was I always still still was big on keeping my word. Mm-hmm. But I had two two players with me. They were supposed to do like 
give these other two dudes scholarships. Mm-hmm. So I told them, I was like, I'm not going to sign with them and get y'all scholarships. And this two, this two dudes, I'm still cool with to this day. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on keeping my word. Yeah. So when I got out there, the coach was like, we just going to bring you here. Mm-hmm. And you was like, nah. I didn't even say no. I just was like, all right. You know, they gave, gave me my uh, little padem where I could enjoy myself that weekend. And I told my host, I ain't coming here. He was oh, like, what's man. wrong, man? You know what I'm saying? They did a whole hoorah, you know, parade and all this stuff. And but that's Hawaii. But your word. But my word. It okay, just, your word. It just was, and I told him, you know, I, got, I had to go back and see them. You know, yeah. we still on the same team together. Mm-hmm. And so when I got back there, I tell him, like, what had happened? You know, I, I came back, gave him money and everything. Money from mm-hmm. the trip out, like, I ain't going because they didn't pick y'all. They ain't want to get y'all no scholarships. A man so in your word. I got back, my coach, uh, Newton Chalette. That's his name, Newton Chalette. He like big time coach. Like was, he was best friends with um, I can't think of that man name that was coach at UNLV. Well, J.R. Rod and all of them came out the same community college. Mm-hmm. So, I got back there, and he was like, "Man, you and UC Santa Barbara was recruiting me, but my grades were so bad, mm-hmm. so I was able to transfer." And I was just like, "Man, I'm about to leave." You know, I stayed in Cali for like another two years. After that, came home to New Orleans again. And I was like, man, I'm through with basketball. You know, by that time, I didn't got so much trouble. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm through with basketball. And sitting in a project, playing basketball in the St. Bernard Center, this man was cool with J.J. and called J.J. Kyle Coach And that's Johnson. what got me to Memphis. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you came back. You, you picked basketball back I wasn't back even playing up. ball. I had gave up. I just was hanging in the gym, you know, going back, seeing everybody that been hooping. Mm-hmm. And called J.J. up. Do you think that was the best move of your your life? Was that very impactful for you at that moment in your life? Memphis, when I first got to Memphis, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what HBCU was. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit Memphis, what did you think? Was that 97, 98? 99. 99, 99. When I hit Memphis, I was just like, this is like New Orleans. When I first saw it, I was you like, thought like, Memphis was like New Orleans. You know when, what? They are when they similar out, when now. I, when, they, when, they, when I first pulled up to the domes, I got into it the first hour I was here. Oh, Lord. The first hour. And I was like, man, it's like being home. Mm-hmm. You know, because you had so many dynamics of people from all over sides of Memphis. So they brought yes. bring me everywhere. Yes. From I'm in New Orleans. But Memphis, man, been real good to me. Yes, yes. And, and that's where I met you when you got to LeMoyne and... We had some good times at LLC. Zoe, I love going on. I, I do too. I'm not going to front. I That's like some of the best years of our lives. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. You know, it's, it was so much culture. Then you see everybody that's from Lamont that's doing so many big things mm-hmm. that they don't get talked about enough, but you got exactly. some real people in Memphis shaking for Lamont. Yes. Yes. Always. Always. Anytime that, you know, I can highlight um, someone that is a LOC magician, I'm doing it because, like you said, they don't get talked about a lot. Hey, but they out here getting it. They out here getting it in. You know, some real serious people from Lamar doing something. Yes. And so, Coach Jerry Johnson, um, who, who passed away recently, I mean, a true legend in Memphis, he has worked with so many um, – Athletes over his 100, I think he was 103, mm-hmm. and and that was a big deal. Um, I remember his passing. I remember all of the press that he received, but it brought a lot of you guys back together that that were on the team at Lemoyne. How was that? How Man, how was, was his home how home going? It was beautiful. Due and due to the pandemic, everybody wasn't able to come. But you had people I ain't seen in years, and people you heard about 
you know, mm-hmm. that came back to see, you know, JJ uh, home going. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was real beautiful. They had a lot of you. You had the two teams, you know, like our team that won championship 99, then you had the other team. Like, they won it, I want to say, 30 years before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was there. Wow. Man, it was real good. Such they a big impact. Right. Such a big impact. Now, let's back up a bit. Now, when um, you were done with your LeMoyne days, what was next for Spook after college? What did you get into, Spook? I tried the job field. And what did you? What's your first job out of college? Nike. Nike. <laughs> we got a lot of people Nike. that have entered the Nike. doors of Nike I was in at Memphis. Nike. I went to a temp service at Nike and was at Nike for a minute. Okay. I was at Nike. I stayed there probably a year, two years. But it always be somebody said, "Man, you ain't supposed to be in here." Why did I know that? what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? They, okay. They see the mystique of online and be like, yeah, "I know you put it out," and I right. be like. It'll constantly get in my head. I'll be like, I know, man. I'm about to get out of here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I ain't going to be here. Which, I, like I always say, man, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with the 95 mm-hmm. field. Nothing wrong. I loved it. You know, I had a great time. Then, Mark and Dorian got me to Volvo. That was Volvo. some of the best times of my life. Volvo. Working at Volvo parts in North America. Okay. It was real straight. You liked working at Volvo? You didn't want to go back home to New Orleans? But I had traveled so much, so home, I, I'm going to make it anywhere. You know, you yeah. can put me in any state, I'm going to be all right. Baby, you have been all around this world. <laughs> you have been You can put everywhere. me in any state, I'm going to be all right. Like, okay. you can put me anywhere, I'm going to be okay. Okay. I'm going to make the best of it. I and I'm working with what I have. I ain't going to do nothing outside of that. Yeah. I, not all the extra stuff, and I ain't with none of that. So how did the birth of Connected and Respected Clothing Line begin? You remember when uh, everybody in New Orleans was wearing big white T-shirts? Yes. Remember that? Yes, I seen it on video. I, I was wearing yes. so many of these T-shirts. And uh, the, my partner, man, who like a brother, Gary, out of South Memphis, who does my tattoos, was tatting on my neck. Mm-hmm. And he put this flag in me. He had heard somebody call me Boss Fook. And he was like, man, I'm going to put that on your neck and in the flag. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, man, you wear T-shirts all the time. You should put that on a T-shirt. And I was like, what are you talking about? We stayed up to probably like 4 or 5 in the morning. You know, he designed it, put it on the shirt, and I had did like on a on a on a fly, did like probably like eight shirts, and just laid them on a the bed. Mm-hmm. And this dude, man, he came in with getting a tattoo, said, "Man, I want all eight of them shirts." First sale. All, 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 and I was even <laughs> not, no, nothing about nothing. I just was like, "All right." Okay. <laughs> I I never think I'll be doing no clothing. Mm-hmm. I don't merch, I say, because I don't do like the full clothing line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do like. You know, hats, socks, shorts, and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. Just something you can be comfortable in, like everyday wear. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all began. And, and and something that you mentioned with that story are your tattoos. Now, you got a lot of tattoos, Spook. How many tattoos would you say you have? I'm and you still of, add into the repertoire? Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm probably about 600 in. You about 600 in? Yeah. I'm about oh, 600 wow. In. Oh, I'm not wow. nowhere near finished. Now, what comes to your mind when you're ready to get a new tattoo? Like what's what's the spark? To, oh, I gotta go get that. It gotta be somebody either read or somebody been through. Like everything on my body is, I can tell you what the story is with it. Mm-hmm. Like at that moment, what happened at that moment? Okay, you know stuff like that. It it could be happy times, it could be tragic times. You know, if I remember, remember it, it stick to my mind. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. it tatted. What's your favorite tattoo? My mama portrait. Where is it? I Where got it right it? here. It covered my whole on leg. On your thigh. Okay. Yeah. On your whole leg. Yeah. Okay. Did you get that after she passed? Yeah. 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 Right. I'm talking like 
a week later, I was getting tatted. Mm-hmm. Did, did they get it right? They got it right. They got it right. <laughs> I'm going right. to see it. I'm at the lifestyle shop, that's what got me right. I'm gonna see it that's soon. Right. Okay, let's talk, go back to connected and respect the clothing line. Now, um, I, you told me how it began, but you have had quite a journey with this clothing line since you began. You have connected with some very high profile people, and I know it's not always easy to get to these people. So, tell me about you know some of those interactions and how they have been involved with connected and respected brand. It was it's funny, man, because I was uh. When I took my history class at Lamont, it was just showing me about researching. So I went out and bought, uh, when I was finished with it, everybody I studied as young, I just went out and bought DVDs. If you remember the American Gangster series on BT, mm-hmm. I think I had every one. Mm-hmm. You know, I studied them. It just was just, just was studying, researching them, you know, learning everything about them. So when it was time to meet these folks, it was like I knew them already because I didn't study them. Mm-hmm. My first person... I met and ran across was uh well, I ain't gonna say ran across was Big Meech. Big Meech. So when them letters started coming, it was like a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Like after Big Meech came, Freeway Ricky Ross. How was that meeting Freeway Man, it was, Rick Ross? It was it was real crazy. You know, when he sent for me to come to uh he was in He sent for you. He was in Texarkana in okay. a federal penitentiary and sent for me to come see him down there. Okay. So when I went and saw him, it was just like shh. You know, I lost words. At first, I'm like, I'm from New Orleans. The man don't know me from mm-hmm. a can of paint. Mm-hmm. But we have been, you know, going back and forth talking on paper. Oh, that was the way in. You you reached out on pen and paper. And so after Rick, uh, the guy that just passed, Master Cody Scott, mm-hmm. me and him got cool. And I sent him shirts and stuff. And he wore it fresh out. But he just passed. And then Boston George from the movie Blow. Yeah. Him in the shirt. Exactly. And I got it to him. Okay. That's him right there. Where he at? You're going to see him. He's the, the, uh, the older-looking white man. You're going to see him. Boston George. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So what is the whole concept behind Connected and Respected? What What are you trying to do with your brand? Where Where are you going with it long term? I just want to bring back people to have principles again, you know, and show to you, no matter what you look like, man, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Stay in your kind, fine, man. Don't. Reach out, man. You know, everybody can't play the streets. You know, that's why they got sidewalk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to play the sidewalk. I ain't going to watch you be doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with, with whatever nobody doing, but always stand on your word. Your word will get you anywhere. Yeah. You know, your name will beat you before any, any anything in the world. If your name good, you can do anything. That you know, and my strong faith in God, and that's, that's what keeps me going. Yes. Yes. Now, how are you different from the spook I knew back at Lamont? Because... You know, like you said, we haven't seen each other in about 15, 20 years, and you do seem a little more reserved. Because <laughs> back then, you was a bit of a wild boy. The same, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the same spook, but what changed was a little bit, I can see. When I got kids running up on me, say, hey, man, I pay attention to you. Uh, mm-hmm. You got parents saying, hey, I, my son watch you, or my daughter watch you, so I had to, you know, tone a lot down, like, nah. You know, like a lot of stuff I don't, like I don't even have around me, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff I just be like, nah, man, that ain't my path. Nothing wrong with what you got going, but got a lot of people watching what I'm doing. Yeah. You and know, if I'm standing on the message, I can't be playing both sides of the field. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't do it. Yeah. They come with a lot of responsibility. So it, it, it's very apparent that social media has made a very big impact on your brand and who you are today. Man, social media, man. I'm, if it's used right, man, it's, 
unlimited opportunity. A lot of people I didn't talk to, that didn't reach out to three, four in the morning, you know, via Twitter, via Instagram. They hit right back. You know, I'll mm-hmm. send them certain pictures. They'll see the people and be like, hey, what you need me to do? Stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got some people get on social media with the nonsense that ain't supposed to be on social Ooh, media. Oh, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. You like, you're it. not going to see me on, nothing against what nobody doing. You're not going to see me on there. I've never been a person to flash money or I'm going to, you know, be showing uh, firearms. I'm not doing none of that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that don't make no sense to me. It's a lot of that. Yeah, like, it don't make no sense to me. Why are you showing that money, little boy? Like, <laughs> stop it. Stop People it. People with money don't show money. Exactly. If you're like, accounting, you don't got enough money. Exactly. You know, like, you know, that's one of the quotes from Jay Prince, who I didn't, you know, we didn't kicked it a couple of times. And he always said, man, if you can count it, you don't got no money. He is so full of wisdom. Jay Prince, I would love oh, to meet Jay man, Prince. Oh, man, he's sharp as a whistle. Yes. Sharp as a whistle. It's like when he speaks, you listening. Because he didn't been through the fire yeah, and some more. Yeah, yeah, Wow. Yeah. All right, Spook. So, Connected and Respected Clothing Line. Where can we find Connected and Respected Clothing Line? How can man, we shop with you? You can come to, my partner has a shop uh, in Whitehaven, the Lifestyle Shop, 1275 Winchester Road, the zip code 38116. Uh, you can hit me up on the email, spook504 at gmail.com and bossspook.com. And uh, it's a, a clothing and tattoo shop. And tattoo shop. Okay. So you come there and get tattooed and you get some clothing. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because I've never asked you this. Where did you get the name Spook from? My auntie who passed. She said when I was small, I looked like a ghost. So she came up with Spook. <laughs> Your auntie? <laughs> yeah, my auntie Jackie Anderson. And she that has passed. stuck with you. Now you boss Spook. Yeah. You a boss now. Rick called me that. Freeway gave me that name. Okay. Okay, <laughs> boss. Well, hey, hey, it's sticking. It's sticking. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing that I would like to talk about before you go is the Memphis People's Summit 2021. This is coming up next Saturday with Up the Vote 901, headed by our good friend Earl Fisher, Pastor Earl Fisher. Mm-hmm. I just had a meeting with him. I am going to host that event earlier that day to talk about you know, the agenda for Memphis, uh, not only like the budget for the city of Memphis, mm-hmm. he's holding people accountable. Like you said, are you a person of your word? Everything that, you know, you campaign on, are you sticking to your agenda? Are you fulfilling your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And after that, they are going to have the post-summit event, which you and I will attend. It's going to be a mixer between African-American entrepreneurs and politicians. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that event is is bringing to the city next weekend? Man, I hope it brings some real good, great conversation and network. You know what I'm saying? Then it's going to be at the Lifestyle Shop again. <laughs> so this will be the first of the first event of that nature where you're mixing the two. You know what I'm saying? Plus right. you're going to have some LLC alumni in there. So it's yes. going to be real good. Or people will come there, you know, anybody. If you're starting from the ground up, it's going to be somebody that you can talk to to give you some insight on which, which role to travel. Exactly. You know, it's going to be it's gonna be real, real, real good look for Memphis. I'm looking forward to it. And um, I would love for you, Spook, to give some advice to some of these individuals that listen to the Verbally Effective podcast about the power of networking. Man, it's... <laughs> what can I say, man? <laughs> the... the, the uh, you know the famous quote, man, your network determines your network. Man, That's true. If, if you don't, if you're wasting your time, I'm going to tell you, if if 
I want to say 85 to 90% of my time is on social media networking. Mm. It's always who can I meet, who can I learn from, because you can learn from anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what can, how can I use this into what I'm doing? Yes. You know, you got to be willing to listen to, but you have to network. Like, if you're just on social media wasting time, you you know you don't even need to be on there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that that social media market is, but word of mouth still your number one thing. Yeah. You know, don't, don't I, I tell people that all the time. Word of mouth still your number one thing. Your name going to beat you many places. Exactly. You just got to have a good name, man, and reach out to people that count. There's nothing wrong with getting, I got like eight mentors that I mm. take some from. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Because mm-hmm. you got to be willing to learn. Right. You, you know, incorporate into what you got going. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have all, all kind of mentors, you know what I'm saying? People that, people don't even think I listen to, I listen to. Mm-hmm. I just take dips and pieces and always taking me some notes and constantly always trying to go back and see what I did right, what I did wrong. Exactly. You got to be willing to listen, too. A lot of people ain't going to listen. They're going to think they no, 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 no. And you got some people think the money could get them get them further than the, the networking part. That don't work. Right. I didn't saw people with all kind of money that still Didn't know what to do one. with it. They don't know, you know what to do with the money. Wow. Still at square one. Yeah. Wow. I'm so proud of you, Spook. <laughs> you have come a long way. I have seen you grow from a boy to a man, and I am so proud of you. Man. You are now the CEO of your own company, Connected and Respected. Uh, thank you for buying me some gear, for bringing <laughs> me some gear today. I will represent, and I will definitely see you next Saturday for that post-summit event with the Memphis People's Summit. And thank well, you so much man, for joining me you, today. Thank you, man, for you. Thank you to your people that work for your podcast. Thank you for Verbally Effective. Thank to you, To my people Spook. at the Lifestyle Shop. I yes. know they're listening. They're going to be like, Gary Sneed, tattoo artist Bishop, man, I didn't forget. You know, I know they were going to ask me. They're going to be like, man, you ain't supposed to forget. Yeah, you know he didn't forget. He's a man <laughs> of his word. Now, shout out your social media handles one more time. Spook504 at gmail.com, bossspook.com. Uh, Instagram, everything, Boss Spook, Facebook, Boss Spook, uh, Lifestyle Shop, <laughs> 1275 Winchester Road, 38116. I'm there night and day. In the Haven. So, in the White Haven. Yeah. Right across, we one door open from Smooth Living. A lot of people go to Smooth Living, so okay. they always show love, too. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Come get Taddy. Come get your merch. Come 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 with your boy. Thank you so much, (laughs) Damian Henry, a.k.a. Boss Spook. I would have just said Spook, but now it's Boss Spook (laughs) for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I want to send a huge shout-out to the Consortium MMT for allowing me to pod in this wonderful studio today. And don't forget that Cash App hashtag is, uh, look, I'm blah, blah, blah. The cash tag, Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast.